Welcome, everyone, to America Explained with Quinn and Jeffrey. I'm Quinn Reiser. And I'm Jeffrey Watt. Thank you all for taking the time to join us. On this podcast, we will be discussing political topics in a concise, to-the-point, and hopefully fun way. We'll be here every week with special guests that include youth activists, local officials, and other remarkable individuals. Joining us today is Clayton Erbst. Clayton Erbst is a young Democrat out of Lake St. Louis, Missouri, where he serves his community in NHS, DMLA, and FBLA. He is an intern with the Elad Gross Campaign for Attorney General and handles their TikTok and other relevant media. He will be a reluctant Biden supporter this November. Following Clayton, we'll be speaking with Grant Fielder. Grant is an economic conservative and social liberal. He is a reluctant Biden supporter, but is still on the fence for his vote in November. We'll be discussing the current state of the election, how the candidates fare on the major issues of the day, and what each candidate can do to improve their chances in November. All right, Clayton, uh, welcome. So, Clayton, where do you see the uh, election currently today? If the election was held today, I definitely believe that it would be won by Biden just because of the response to the coronavirus um, and nothing else. In November, it all depends on whether or not the virus is still relevant, and it depends who the VP pick is for Biden. I mean, given the uh, the millions and millions of people um, currently unemployed, I think it's hard to argue that coronavirus won't still be a major um, issue in November for uh, voters. Oh, my my question is, what do you think? So the what the UK has done, um, they've kind of set up a system where they're essentially paying a lot of workers' paychecks, and that's kind of what has kept their uh, unemployment numbers down. But do you think that's a really realistic uh, solution for the United States? What what more do you think Trump ha- should have done in this pandemic? So in the UK's response by paying the paychecks, I don't think that's uh, going to be effective in the United States just because we're so much larger and, uh, and there are very few who would go for such a socialist policy. Um, what Trump should have done is everything that he's done should have been done sooner. And the Defense Production Act, which he activated but never used, should have been immediately used to start producing masks and personal protection equipment for our first responders and those in the medical field. Um, I think we also should have had a nationwide stay-at-home order. Um, I feel that we should have more than one stimulus check, and I think that there should be no politicking on this at all, that um, there should be no comments that I'm going to veto any economic stimulus that has um, a socialist, as uh, Trump has said. Um, this needs to be directly focused on the people and no campaigning whatsoever. I think that's uh, that would be excellent. However, I think that's a little bit idealist. Um, just given the state of things, we've seen that Trump's using uh, press conferences pretty daily um, in lieu of uh, rallies, essentially. Um, but how do you think the uh, uh, coronavirus is going to uh, impact Biden just because he's been so far on the sidelines throughout all of it? So definitely Biden's chances are being hurt by the fact that he's not a major political player currently in government since he's um, passed vice president, so he doesn't have those opportunities for those daily briefings or the fact that his vote is currently important on Capitol Hill in regards to um, stimulus bills. But the fact that he is having his, um, almost you could call them fireside chats and his town halls, etc. online, um, the fact that his campaign has adapted to the uh, new world that we're in, uh, I think that's going to be helping him, especially because... Um, 
he is allowing those who want to hear him to hear him. And, um, you know, Trump's and, you know, Trump is giving all that rhetoric, but he's giving facts. So I think those two paired together are really going to help Biden. I'll, I'll let you respond to this, but quite honestly, I think that Biden is that this pandemic is helping Biden because the more time Biden spends on the camera, the more time he has to make a remarkable gaffe. And if there's one thing Trump's good at is capitalizing on his opponent's gaffes. Um, Biden isn't, I mean, Trump isn't either, but Biden especially, he's not very, uh, you know, very nice looking or very uh, good in front of the camera. So what do, what do you think about that? Well, yes, definitely. Of course, any campaign is going to play off of an opponent's mistakes. But I think the main difference between Biden on camera and Trump on camera is Trump has no idea what he's saying or what he's doing. And he definitely doesn't listen to his advisors. Whereas Biden, he allows himself to be fact checked before he speaks. And um, when he does talk, he sticks to his policies and he does his best to um, to inform and educate rather than spew propaganda, which um, which is what Trump is doing. So uh, while I do agree that less camera time for any candidate, any live camera is bad, um, I definitely think that when paired together, any camera time that Biden does is much better than any camera time Trump will do. I think I I don't I think that's uh, misrepresenting what was being asked just because of uh, Trump's ability, whether or not you believe it or not, but to uh, to go on camera to essentially bluster through, um, say some things that are uh, say a lot of things that are untrue, but really appeal to his uh, his base. Whereas Biden is uh, whereas Biden attempts to uh, answer things rationally, but he gets caught up and. Uh, makes a lot of mistakes. I wouldn't put it, you know, that harshly for either of them, but yeah, I mean, over the past four years, I I don't think there's been anything that's happened uh, that's really turned off much of Trump's base. They kind of knew who they were voting for uh, four years ago, and when he speaks, they're proud of him or they enjoy listening to him speak. Whereas I think a lot of Democrats, you know, like you, like yourself, and like a lot of people, are reluctantly supporting Joe Biden. And I don't know that, yeah, him, I think maybe him staying out of the camera is is good for the campaign. So definitely, um, yes, anytime Trump is on the camera, he does have that ability to fire up his base. And as you said, bluster through by saying things that may not be true, but appeal to his base. And that's what I'm meaning when I say propaganda, because it's mostly untrue. But he does, he, um, respect to him, he did... Uh, mobilize a group of voters who doesn't normally vote. And um, yes, he has created that uh, ability for him to just bluster through. And Biden does get um, caught up in the facts. But I think America's <laughs> someone. Jeez. I think America's yeah. ready for someone I mean, who is actually listening to science. Yeah, yeah I don't think uh, I don't think the argument of getting caught up in the facts is the bad part. I think it's the fact that Biden struggles to uh, to articulate his points and says things that he doesn't mean and occasionally uh just insults voters like uh that infamously bizarre lying dog-faced pony soldier uh comment that he's used several times bring it back bring it back to the uh, election coming up i think or the uh, actual actual election of november um i think that uh trump maybe has a better chance than a lot of people are, are giving him i when we were looking at this polls at a similar time last year it's not like uh, Hillary Clinton was doing any worse than Biden. I think she was, was, she was probably doing 
you must have done. And even in like this, is the numbers we're seeing right now, or with Biden at an tentative lead in a lot of these swing states, um, Trump's leading in Ohio, but I mean, Biden's doing well in Florida and doing well in Pennsylvania. And that's what we saw before the election in November last year uh, in 2016. So I think if you're Trump supporters, they don't really care what they see in the polls because the events of the last election kind of convinced them that the polls don't really matter as much. Yeah, that's unfortunately true, um, especially when they were uh, all the major reports were that uh, Clinton was going to win on can- on election day, which is uh, according to CNN, which of course they're biased, but um, according to CNN <laughs> led to a decrease in Democratic votes. But um, the major thing is, is that she did win the popular vote. And um, I feel that Biden will win the popular vote, but it does come down to those swing ec- electoral votes and I know we'll just have to wait till November, especially to see if we can start doing in-person events. Yeah. Um, one last question, I think, about the Biden campaign. Um, obviously, one of the key issues that the Biden campaign is dealing with currently is uh, the Tara Reid accusation, which came out in late March and has been uh, has been mo- massively monumental in uh, in shifting beliefs among uh, feminists and among mainstream media. How do you think that's going to, pl- how do you think that has played into the Biden campaign and how do you think that'll continue to play into it, uh, as the election continues? So it definitely hurt the Biden campaign and regardless of its truth or not, um, it, it's going to come in and impact in November. But I think the main thing to look at is all the people that are currently upset with Biden, like the feminists and the mom groups and, and all those, um, they're definitely not going to swing their vote to Trump, who has a lot more sexual assault allegations and um, homophobia, et cetera, allegations against him. Um, while I think currently their polls are going to show that they're upset and they're not as strong a supporter of Biden, when it comes down to the polls, I don't believe that they're going to swing their vote. Well, I think you said... I don't think the issue is that they're going to swing their vote. I think the issue is that they won't vote because I think that's a lot of people say that was a lot of a big problem with Hillary Clinton uh, four years ago that not enough people got out to the polls. Um, obviously, a lot of these people who are uh, like you said, a lot of the uh, ardent feminists are not going to swing their vote to Donald Trump. Um, I think Biden needs he has a you know four, four months five months to uh, appeal to these people. They're appeal to this large uh, group of his supporters and try to win their vote back. How do you think he can, how do you think he's going to win their vote back? Simplest answer is uh, putting Elizabeth Warren as his VP. Um, the fact that he's already said um, that he'll pick a woman vice president is enough to start pushing them back towards his base, but um, actually picking a liberal ardent feminist like Warren or some of the other top in the internal DNC polls that might, and I'm hoping um, that that'll be enough to bring them back to his base. All right. Well, I appreciate that answer. Um, we'll go ahead and introduce uh, Grant in this conversation and see what he has to say. And Clayton, uh, you're welcome to chime in with um, anything you have to say at, uh, at any point. But Grant, um, Grant, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do you have any immediate thoughts on election 2020 in terms of uh, how Tara Reid's accusations are going to affect the campaign or just the campaign in general? Yeah, so actually, 
this is exactly the point that I wanted to be brought in in um, because I have a lot of strong opinions about how I see the election going under the current state, especially regarding the terror read accusations. Um, so my co-guest here, Clayton, made a lot of comments specifically talking about how Democratic mothers are not going to swing towards Trump and that in order to win the election that Biden needs to vote, uh, pick Warren as his VP in order to win. So I think that actually shows a lot of the problems in the Democratic parties right in the Democratic Party right now is that so much of the Democratic Party is separated in who they want to support. And in order to say that, oh, our Democratic candidate needs to select this person or needs to do this thing in order to get its own party to support him is just it, it shows me why Trump is going to win the 2020 election. Um hmm. so so much of the party is not going to go out and vote for Biden because of the accusations, because of they believe in other candidates that would do a better job. And so the Democratic Party right now is kind of cutting off its own nose despite its face, and it's not going to help them in the long run. I agree with that. And I definitely uh, think that one of the big issues with the Biden campaign currently is simply how little he got vetted during the uh, during the primary campaign, just given uh, his propensity for uh, for gaffes, not to mention his, he has a probably the longest history of uh, of decisions that are not favorable to the current climate. Um, I mean, we saw that famous moment a while back when Kamala Harris uh, tore him a new one on the debate stage about supporting uh, segregated busing. Right. Um, so I think I think obviously, like I think the issue is just that Biden has so many weak points that weren't really vetted in front of the voters at that point on that it seems like we you know i went to bed in january i woke up in february when we started out that bernie sanders was going to be the candidate and that was just gonna he was had such a such a huge lead and then south carolina happened and suddenly joe biden um you know became the 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 candidate and that was that it it was a very quick process what what do you think about that yeah so Here's what I think the issue is, is I think that the Democratic Party finally woke up and decided that Bernie Sanders was not going to win in the general election. Whether or not you support Bernie Sanders, you have to agree that Bernie Sanders was further left than most other candidates and certainly further left than Biden. And so when it came down to Biden or Bernie Sanders, what they saw is that the Democratic Party and the Republican Party each make up 30% of the voter pool, so 60% total, with a 40% independent. And that 40% independent is not going to swing more far left towards Bernie Sanders. They're more likely to swing further left towards Biden. And so the Democratic Party, I think a lot of people are giving them um, hate right now saying that Democratic Party just is afraid of Bernie Sanders, afraid they're gonna, that he's going to break up the establishment, afraid of him destroying the Democratic Party. But the fact of the matter is, is that if the Democratic Party wants a win, they have to choose the candidate that's most likely to swing those moderate voters over to their side. And it's not going to be Bernie Sanders. So while Bernie Sanders has a strong support, he's not going to get the moderate voters who really make up the election to vote for him. Well, I'd love to hear what Clayton has to say about that because I know he's a, um, a far left – not far left, but he's a more progressive Democrat. And I'd also want to ask you, um, who, who do you think that person is? Who do you think is that Democratic candidate that could swing uh, these independents or even moderate Republicans? So I, I was personally a Steyer supporter going into uh, – before the primaries, um, but he just – he couldn't get the support and he wasn't going to win. 
Uh, so I ended up voting Biden in the primaries just because I think that between him and Bernie Sanders, he was the one that was going to get the moderate support. Uh, what do you think of independents like uh, Justin Amash, who just recently, a couple days or recently yesterday, uh, said he's not going to run? But I, I was a, I was interested in his campaign. And uh, what, 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 are you familiar with Justin Amash, or what, what do you have to say about that? An independent isn't going to win. Um, not in the current state of things. Is it possible hypothetically that an independent in the future can win? Yes, um, but whenever you have such a large voter pool going for Trump. It's really a fight to the last vote in terms of the 2020 election, and I don't think an independent is able to garner the support of the whole Democratic Party the way that a Democratic candidate should be able to. Right. I don't think uh, anyone's going to argue that they'd be able to uh, necessarily win or even pull away a uh, plurality of like the Democratic vote. But we've seen, for example, Jesse Ventura um, making a uh, kind of an exploration into uh, running for the Green Party. He hasn't said one way or the other if he's actually going to. But he's got very left policies, um, and he just absolutely detests the uh, the party establishment of both sides. But I think that is probably more concerning, um, just because there's so many uh, disillusioned like Bernie Sanders supporters, um, and we saw in the 2016, obviously that uh, that in a lot of those swing states, the margin of victory for uh, Donald Trump was small enough was smaller than the number of Bernie supporters that didn't just simply didn't vote in November. So how do you think that yeah. could uh, play in if somebody with strong credentials that isn't just entirely uh, loony like Jill Stein um, is a nominee for the Green Party? Well, and that's what I was talking about is that if we look at the Democratic Party and we look at a lot of the candidates, we see that some of them could be separated out into separate parties rather than DNC. And I think that while the DNC makes up 30% of the voter pool, that 30% of the voter pool isn't going to go support Biden. 30% of the voter pool isn't going to go support Bernie. No matter who the candidate is, the DNC just has a problem with getting all of their supporters behind whatever candidate the DNC backs. And so that's why we're in in the current state of things, we're going to see a Trump 2020 win because the DNC won't support one candidate. All Democratic voters split into who they personally support, and they think, oh, if I can't have my candidate as the one that DNC is backing, then I'm not going to go vote for the DNC candidate. And so what we're going to see is that we're going to see there's a lot of Bernie supporters who choose either not to vote or go vote third party, and that's just going to end up being a vote for Trump, more or less, because Trump is going to win by such a slim margin that had the Bernie supporters and had the third party voters voted for Biden, that we would have seen a Biden win. Um, Clayton, I'm interested to uh, hear your uh, response to kind of the, uh, the question and, uh, and to Grant's answer. Uh, you want to re-say the question and then I'll respond to both. Um, it was more um, and a question about analyzing the uh, the trends that could happen if say the Green Party nominated somebody that was um, a reasonable um, progressive candidate. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also Grant's kind of saying, you know, he Grant kind of believes that this election is going to be a Trump win because the Democrats have not been able to unify. Do you think they can unify? OK, so that's just making sure I had the question straight. Yes, I believe that when it comes down to it in November that uh, all Democrats will unify, um, regardless if we have another 
if we have a green party or whatever candidate, um, it'll come down to the DNC spinning on Trump and uh, they already have their funding and they already have their ads to spin on Trump and to bring in even the conservative Democrats, everybody to get behind Joe Biden just because they don't want Trump again. And it will also come down to that vice president pick. Um, if we can get someone who uh, had a lot of support and who is leading in the polls, like Elizabeth Warren, I keep plugging her just because Pew recently research, uh, recently released that she is the top pick for Democrats and um, for middle ground Americans. Um, I think that when we get all that together and we start spinning on Trump, that it's going to be everybody will rally together. I, I completely disagree. I think that going into the election, or at least after the primaries, what I've seen is that most of the Democratic Socialists just absolutely refuse to support Biden, especially after the Tara Reid allegations. There's so many people coming out and saying that they will never support Biden, and they would rather that they back who they believe should win rather than backing who they believe could win. And so the fact of the matter is I don't think that the uh, Democratic Party is going to be able to back Biden in the amount that he needs to actually win the election. And we're just going to end up with another four years of Trump. Not to mention, I think you mentioned that the uh, DNC funding apparatus is going strong and helping uh, Biden. However, we've seen also that Biden is a historically poor uh, performer in the fundraising game. And we, whereas um, we saw him frequently get outspent by even like the fourth or fifth place candidates um, in the primary. So how is that going to uh, impact chances when the Trump campaign has an incredibly powerful funding arm and has been releasing a deluge of attack ads on Biden with very little response? I'll, I'll add in really quick. I don't mean to make this a Biden beatdown because I, I feel a little bad for the guy, but um Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, while Hillary Clinton was unpopular among many circles, there were many people who were excited about her because she had the um, attraction of being possibly the first female president. And Barack Obama was obviously just such, such a uniting figure and such a powerful figure that even Republicans uh, would respect him. I don't know that Biden really has the appeal of, of either. And we talk even talking about contributions. He doesn't really have the the grassroots wellness together uh, theme that Bernie pulls. So I and I don't want to continue beating this dead horse, but I'm and I I think there's a strong possibility, as Clayton said, that there can just be the never Trump movement that's going to stop Trump. But I'd love to hear Clayton what you think um, yeah, about that. So, yes, uh, Biden's had trouble with fundraising in the past, but it comes down to when we get to the general election, and he is the nominee, of course, at this point, it comes down to it's not going to be Biden fundraising as much as it is going to be the DNC. So we have to remember that once the DNC starts its rollout, they're going to bring out Obama, and they're going to bring out Warren, and they're going to bring out Bernie, and they're going to bring out AOC, and it's not going to be Biden fundraising. It's going to be all the bigwigs and all yeah. the leaders in the DNC. And then we're going to see that the Democratic Unity Fund comes into play, and we're going to see that whoever the VP pick, they're going to bring some support. And at that point, the Warren base, which is um, one of the biggest fundraising bases, they'll start their push. So we just have to remember that, yes, Trump is currently um, doing 
uh, a lot of fundraising, but when it comes down to it and when we're starting that final push, it's going to be all hands on deck and every base and um, every candidate is going to be throwing money and support behind Biden just because it will be that never Trump movement. All right. Well, uh, I think we've kind of run out of time here. Clayton, I appreciate your answer. Grant, I appreciate your participation. Let's do uh, one more thing before we bring this to a conclusion. Can you name your, in an ideal world, your uh, absolute favorite or uh, absolute, yeah, absolute favorite uh, presidential ticket? That would be Elizabeth Warren and AOC. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. all right, Grant. Do you have a? So for me, I would see uh, Steyer and Bernie Sanders. While I'm not a big Bernie Sanders supporter, I do believe that he could get the, he has the support to make a less popular candidate like Steyer a viable candidate. Jeff, do you have? Do you have a... um, I was I was hardcore in the uh, Bernie camp for uh, for president, just because I think that he could uh, he can. He really appeals to a lot of people. We've seen that a lot of his policies, um, like Medicare for all, um, and being out of all of these wars that we've been stuck in for literal decades at this point, have been widely popular with uh, with just not even like Democrats, but also independents. Um, like yeah. we saw when he went on uh, Fox News for a town hall, he was able to get just um, roaring ovations, standing ovations just for, uh, for some of those policies. And Fox News is a conservative um channel obviously so i think um i think he could have definitely had a chance i really wasn't sure who he could pick though for vp um because obviously if he picked another progressive like aoc aoc couldn't even be but if he picked someone uh in that similar vein um he would he wouldn't really be appealing to anybody new but i think if he picked somebody too 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 far to the right of him he could also uh, kind of damage his credibility. So I wasn't really sure where to go with his VP, but I definitely supported him for sure. uh, president. And you, Quinn? Yeah. Um, as a Republican, I, I kind of accepted that Trump was going to be the, you know, he's going to run again. But in my ideal world, I would love to see um, young Republican Dan Crenshaw uh, run for president. And hopefully he does that in 2024. Mm-hmm. I'm also a big fan of Rand Paul. Um, so, you know, any, any combination of those two, I'd be very happy. All right. Um, well, thank you, uh, Grant. Thank you, Clayton, for joining us. Um, that'll be uh, that'll just about wrap up our uh, our episode. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the the first episode of America Explained with Quinn Jeffrey. We've been joined here today by uh, Clayton Herbst and Grant Fielder. We hope you had a good time. Make sure Jeffrey. to uh, check us out on uh, Spotify and Apple uh, Podcasts. Um, We look forward to uh, continuing on with you guys. Thank you all.